0: G'day, Human Totsicle Boy, Chris Funder here with you, Alex for another edition of The Wrap. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I am still a bachelor, kind of. A monogamous bachelor. Um,
0: um, I'm sorry to hear that? Or...
1: Yes, uh, the missus is still away. Oh, she... okay, okay. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. I, I... You said she was going to be back this week, I figured... Uh... <laughs> Something happened happening you All of a sudden, telling
1: me live on air. Fuck, that'd be funny if I just broke it, like, because I know War- Warwick listens and stuff too. So if I just broke it to my friends on my podcast that I was that I got dumped, that'd be hilarious. All right, if Eliza ever dumps me, that's how I'm breaking the news. You heard it here first, folks.
0: Um, I'll just edit that bit out so I miss, so he doesn't hear to this.
1: No, nah, no, nah, she's all right. She knows. Um, yes. She's co- she's coming back tomorrow. So, well, uh, fingers crossed. Um, I'll say she better, not, <laughs> she better not have found some summer love with some bloody Rockhampton cowboy. <laughs> but,
0: yeah. Uh, fair enough. Uh, how's Bachelor life going? You can have the wrestling on as loud as you want, I assume.
1: Yeah, and it's nice recording the podcast like from the lounge room in on my couch.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so I suppose uh not really too much to touch on this week. Um I suppose do we need to uh touch on uh WWE first?
1: We've gotta talk about the chamber, sure. Yeah.
0: Anything else of a uh, of note? Um, The Mudo show from Japan. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yeah. New Japan um, Strong presents Battle in the Valley. Live on pay-per-view for the English audience. So I go, whatever. I'll just catch the VOD on New Japan World in Japanese. It doesn't bother me. I caught a heap of New Japan in the early days without English commentary, without Don Callis. It was all just Japanese, and I was watching the matches. And I go to watch this with my New Japan World subscription, and I'm logged in. Uh, Click on it. It says, "This requires 2,900 yen. Would you like to approve this purchase?" And I'm going, "What? Fucking hell!" So you have to pay for it as a pay-per-view, even through New Japan World, just for the Japanese feed. And I'm going, "No, no, 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 no. No, you're not worth 30 uh, dollars." The clips I've seen of that event, which New Japan put up in full. And given the match time of the women's match, I've pretty much seen it in full given fan footage and um and the New Japan clips themselves. Have you uh, seen it, results from this show?
1: Is this the bit where I admit I've watched it, but don't ask me how?
0: Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. Dishonor Club?
1: Yeah, the Dishonor Club. Um the New Japan World Wide Web. Um Yes, uh, I've watched, uh, I think it was, I've watched from the Jay White match forward, because that's okay. all I really cared about.
0: <laughs> so Alex has a, a better understanding of what's going on here than me. Uh, so Eddie Kingston defeats Jay White by a pinball in the Loser Leaves New Japan match. Um, was this an alright match?
1: It was very good. It was very good. Um, um The thing is, like, how can Eddie Kingston leave New Japan if he doesn't really work for New Japan?
0: That's what I thought, too.
1: (laughs) That's my biggest issue with this, was like, oh, okay, the guy that doesn't work for New Japan, oh, God, what happens if you lose? You'll just have to go wrestle for the company you're contracted to. Oh, dear, oh, dear.
0: They tried to explain this on social media after they announced the stipulation of if Kingston lost, he needed Jay White's permission to wrestle in New Japan going forward.
1: Yeah, and Jay White said, like, and you'll never get permission. (laughs) So, Uh,
0: What happened in the post-match here?
1: Uh, Jay White... Um Eddie Kingston left the ring for Jay White so Jay White could give his goodbyes or whatever and he's about to talk. The crowd's heavily behind him and then, bang, whacked in the back of the head with a shillelagh because his name is David Finley and he loves to fight. <laughs> um And then David Finley just basically cut a fucking Jay White promo. <laughs> um His gimmick is that he is the new Jay White.
0: (laughs) I thought that was Juice Robinson's gimmick.
1: No, no. Although maybe this is how Finn Juice gets back together because we all cared about that. Um,
0: I cared about that a lot more than I cared about Rock Hard Juice Robinson.
1: Nah, I I like Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Just because I like saying Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Um, But... He cuts his promo and he's like, uh, and nothing has ever hit me more to the core than him saying in America, he's Irish in Ireland. He's American in Japan. He's a gaijin, He doesn't fit in anywhere, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Because I remember being a like little kid at our primary school and being like, Oh yeah, there's the Asian kid. And then I finally go to the Philippines and they're like, oh, there's the white guy. Um I don't fucking fit in. <laughs> so yeah, that I'm too white for fucking the Philippines and I'm too Filipino for the, when I'm in Australia. So that that hit deep to the core. I understood where it was coming from. And yeah, this appears to be his new thing. He's just like, uh Bit of a lone wolf, I guess.
0: So, So, uh, who then is the leader of Bullet Club? Is Evil now the new leader? Oh, God. Evil and House of Torture are the main guys in Bullet Club then?
1: Oh, God. Don't do this to us, Chris.
0: Okay, so who would you have replaced JY? Because you have Bad Luck Fale, who's currently in Tamashi as sort of the House of Torture leader for Rogue Army with uh, Jack Bonzer, Bird Lucci, Ooh, shit, and Caveman oh. Man Hug. Oh, as Alex has dropped his uh, headset. <laughs> Did you catch all that? Oh, I might have lost Alex there.
1: I'm uh, here. I just need to quickly plug my headphones into the charger. Sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness never a quiet moment on this podcast but uh yes uh so Farley's is off doing his own thing in uh in uh what do you call it in tamashi with uh bonza and luchi and Ugh. so he's not really gonna be probably the next leader you look down the list you've got yujiro who's in house of torture taiji who's isn't he uh, the, the new Open uh, American champion, uh, Ishimori? Is uh, no, no, that's Kenta. Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: and Kenta's the new Open White champion, so I guess he's going to be the de facto leader in North America now. Yeah, you've got Farley, who's the de facto leader in Australia, New Zealand. Like, who's there to replace Jay White? Is it evil? Because I don't think you're putting Chase Owens, Al Phantasmo, Gato, Sho, Tajishimori in that role. Like, here's maybe a, here's you put a put idea. Robinson.
1: Here's a great idea. Hear me out on this. Okay. Don't replace Jay White. Just don't replace it. It's run its course. Let it slowly fucking dissolve. Bullet Club? I, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Let, let the House of Torture be its own thing. Let the. What the fuck's Farley's thing called? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, let, let that thing be its own thing.
0: Rogue Army.
1: Rogue Army, yes. Did
0: he is the rogue general. And the, the rogue leads the army.
1: <laughs> and he's a big fan of the rogue traders.
0: Uh, also, uh, uh, Barnes, uh, was the leader of the, the uh, was he the red commander in the four nations leading the red army?
1: Uh, he's a genuine veteran of war, I guess.
0: Yes. Uh. Uh, very, very confusing. I yes. mean, all the club has run its course. Suzuki-gun disbanded, and we're left now with the remnants of that being just four guys and strong style. (laughs) And Zach's the leader of TMDK. Yeah.
1: uh, Quick shout-out to Zack Sabre Jr. for wearing black and orange and Taz calling him out on it on Twitter. (laughs) Uh,
0: Because
1: Taz is always quick to... Pull someone up for wearing orange and being like, "Hey, that's my gimmick."
0: TMDK's been doing that since like 2010 on the mm. Indies. In Noah, they did it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, ah, uh, so yeah, is um, is Finley looking to join Bullet Club then, or is he staying as like um, part of Taguchi Japan, the main unit? Because that would be very interesting to see where one Finley falls.
1: I think there's probably a good chance he's the leader of it following this. Okay.
0: Sure. Why not? Uh, And that's
1: so fucking shit.
0: I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Following that was the Filthy's Rule match between your boy Homicide and Tom. Uh, What is a Filthy's Rules match? Ah, uh, it's blood sport, okay. with ropes, no ropes. oh, they took the ropes down. they
1: took the ropes down, so that was nice. um yeah, it, it's fine. homicides towards the end of his career though he he struggles a bit, oh uh, Ah, love homicide. It was it was all right. It was disappointing that Tom Lawlor wasn't wearing really tight denim shorts, but it is what
0: it is. How about the uh, the third from last match here? Zack Saber Jr. defending the NJPW World Television Championship against Clark Connors.
1: Ben, Clark Connors looks exactly like Hangman Page.
0: Okay, hang on. We'll have a look at this.
1: (laughs) And his whole gimmick is that he is Hangman Page.
0: Oh, my God. His gimmick. This photo.
1: (laughs) Enable screen sharing, my dude.
0: Oh, I didn't? You did not. Uh, Okay, hang on. Uh, Give me a second here. As I cry again. How about now? No, okay. God damn it! It's Which one you, of those days with technology. Yeah. It seems. Uh, yes, this photo here on Pro Wrestling Wiki—it's like one of the first ones that pops up when he's when he Google's. It's got his long hair. It looks a lot like Hangman Page with the long hair.
1: Yeah, he's like a junior heavyweight Hangman. Fair enough. He's like smaller, and but. Yeah, I mean, this was a good match. Um, the story they told was basically Zack Saber Junior just wants to drag this out to fifteen minutes because he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to beat Clark Connors. Clark Connors needs to beat him. Oh, okay. Yeah, but eventually, you know, Zach got his win, and uh, after the match, some dude came out and challenged Zack Sabre Jr. I don't even remember the dude's name. It was some dude from the LA Dojo. I think his name was Kevin something.
0: LA <laughs> um, like Dojo. He, he was
1: definitely on the
0: undercard. Kevin Knight? Yeah, I think, I'm
1: pretty sure that's who it was. Kevin okay. Knight. Let me just do a quick Google search of him. And just make sure it was the same dude.
0: Um, Yes. Yes, that's him. Did they announce the attendance for this event?
1: I think they said something along the lines of 17,000 or something. Oh. Actually, no, I might have had that mixed up with (laughs) Elimination Chamber. Okay. 1,700?
0: 1,700? You mean for uh, NJPW?
1: No, I don't think they announced the attendance for this.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, Kari main event time. The women go on first in your first of two main events. Uh, For the IWGP Women's Championship, Kari the defending champion against mercedes Monet. Can you explain to me, like, I guess, first of all, if you were watching English commentary, did the announcers bring up why Mercedes was wearing Hannah inspired gear and had let her hair colour all fade out of her hair so it looked like a a terrible dyed greeny-brown?
1: It was, like, pink.
0: Okay, <laughs> on all the images I've seen, it's, like, a, a weird greeny-brown.
1: Um, well, she was just doing a tribute to Hannah because she was a big fan. Because... Sasha uh, Mercedes has dreamt about wrestling uh in for Japan for a long time and it was like what uh one of her inspirations was Hana Kimura to making this move.
0: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough then. I just I think I just, it was
1: a no- I think it was a nice touch to pay tribute to Hana.
0: Yeah, I just think it's weird that she came out with her ring gear. For that attack at Wrestle Kingdom. And then she's got new ring gear. And a new look again for this match.
1: Ah that's just. That's just Mercedes. That's just Sasha. She used to change her shit all the time. Yeah also true.
0: Oh boy. Um, What do you think of the match? Uh,
1: Contender for match of the year.
0: Ooh, okay. Not something I thought I'd, uh, I'd hear Alex say coming when it comes to a a Sasha Banks match,
1: no, this was unreal. This was really fucking good. Um, yeah, even I have to give credit where credit's due. Um, yeah, this is probably the best Mercedes Monet Sasha Banks match I've ever seen. Sorry, <laughs> Bailey. Um. Yeah, and this is definitely the best Kyrie match. Um, yeah, they just went at it. They went at it hard. It was a different sort of Mercedes because she was really laying shit in. They brought in the plunder. They did some tables, stuff. They, Yeah, this was a fantastic match. highly recommend people try to find this match. Fair
0: enough. Um, and the result here?
1: Uh we got a new champ, Mercedes.
0: Right call? Yep, a hundred percent the right call. And did you uh, see who was in the crowd watching this match? Uh
1: yeah, Bailey was there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Uh there was also another person in the crowd that was spotted earlier on in the night. Not on television, but uh photos leaked of this person in the crowd from fans. Uh, Mr. Phil Brooks was in the crowd.
0: Oh, yeah. Did you happen to see uh Kenta's uh tweet following the event?
1: Yeah, I did. He was <laughs> always fucking poking the bear, old Kenta. Um, it's
0: like about at least now he gets to see how the GTS is really done. Something like along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all okay. right, time for the main event. The 16th singles meeting between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada. Okada, the defending champion this time for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. How'd this match go, Alex? Uh, so, <laughs> um,
1: this is where I fell asleep for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... I, I I will say it's not because this match bores me, although I didn't give two shits about this match, admittedly, just because we've seen this a million times. I know why they put this match on, because it's star power. But.
0: It's not its not for the ticket sales, because apparently the ticket sales were doing good. It was to drive the uh, pay-per-view buys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But especially because I feel like, the pay-per-view bars might have lost a bit of heart because Mercedes' debut was so shit. Yeah. Um, but admittedly, I I had a really big day that day and I just fell asleep temporarily and then woke up and saw Okada and mercedes Monet celebrating in the ring for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... Such a weird fucking visual to wake up from a dream and then being like... Imagine being told a year ago, just a year ago, that New Japan was going to close a show with Sasha Banks and Okada holding IWGP titles in the ring. <laughs> like, how fucking weird is that? Very, very weird. Um, and then that they were talking about, like, oh, imagine if we got to do a, another crossover event or whatever it was where they had the intergender matches.
0: Oh the um historic exover week stardom
1: yeah and they're like oh imagine if we got Okada versus Mercedes <laughs> <laughs> they would t- talking about that on commentary and I was like I didn't know I want it but I really want it.
0: Who was on commentary for this?
1: Oh fuck um it was Ian Riccoboni, yeah, yeah, and someone else.
0: <laughs> uh, so it wasn't Caprice. No, I can't uh, remember who it was. Was it someone from Impact? Because they've been using people from Impact for some of the strong tapings.
1: No, um, I honestly don't remember who it was.
0: Okay. Uh, um. Overall, how many beers for you? Um, I'll. Because
1: I basically only saw half the show, but also I probably just missed a heap of tag matches and that's about it. Um, uh, so
0: what you did miss, I can run for a pre-show, Alex Colvin defeated J.R. Kratos. Singles match, David Finley defeats Bobby Fish. A tr- eight-man tag of Kushida, Volador Jr., Kevin Knight, and the DKC. Yes, that's still his name on New Japan Strong defeat the team of Mascara Dorada, Josh Alexander, Adrian Quest, and Rocky Romero. Uh, Kenta defeated Fred Rosser to become the new strong openweight champion, and hopefully they do something with that championship. Uh, the Motor C Machine Guns defeat the West Coast Wrecking Crew to de- uh, to retain their strong openweight tag team champions, and that goes into the AB Kingston-Jay White match that uh, you talked about.
1: Yeah, I think I saw, like, the last few moments of the machine guns versus those other guys. Versus
0: Um, guys from NWA?
1: Well, one of them was in NWA. I don't know who the other dude was. I remember Royce Isaacs. Yeah. But, yeah. um, Yeah, so I'll probably
0: give this show a three and a half. Fair enough. Uh, Here's the crap thing, everyone. If you want to watch this legitimately through New Japan World without paying the thirty Australian dollars, you go away until the end of March to see these two main events on an episode of Strong.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, New, New Japan's such a shit company.
0: <laughs> yeah, and everyone blames the Harold May era for stupid decisions.
1: Yeah, no, nah, no, nah. um, New Japan's fucking cooked. <laughs> it's cooked man um Uh, yeah uh, i mean i've i've watched two japanese wrestling shows in the past week and i'll tell you one of them at least has a fantastic on-screen presentation and the other
0: is new japan (laughs) uh okay uh where do you want to go next
1: um, what what else is there? AEW happened last week, and is there I anything barely to touched
0: on from there.
1: I barely watched it because I didn't give a shit.
0: <laughs> uh, I suppose we could talk about uh, AEW on uh, ESPN because we didn't touch on that last week.
1: How's that Ooh. going? I, I haven't checked it out because I'm. I prefer to watch it on Fight anyway.
0: So the difference is uh, it's not always going to be live on ESPN in Australia. And uh, the picture in picture, you don't get in Australia. You just get straight commercial breaks. And uh, yeah. the previous week I noted on uh, the wrestling Twitter uh, that people were like Excalibur's welcoming uh, Australia on ESPN to Dynamite whilst they're in commercial break on ESPN in Australia.
1: Oh my uh, god, that's hilarious! <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Dickie Bird, part of uh, the post wrestling uh, friends who uh, put that one out, brought it to my attention. Well,
1: apparently, <laughs> apparently AEW's on KO as
0: well. Oh yeah, yeah. I checked that up. there on KO. I watched the so uh, if the you start have KO,
1: if you have KO, you have access to WWE and AEW now. Done. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I think they're going to do the same thing they do with UFC on KO. If you want the... Actually, that's a good point. How are they going to do the AEW pay-per-views in Australia now? Because the first one's March 5th for Revolution. Are they going to put it on main event? Are they going to put, like, on main event pay-per-view and have that be an option for KO, like they do the UFC and the boxing? Maybe. Probably. Right? Yeah yeah I don't know surely. okay, um announced matches for revolution in a in a couple of weeks. We've got MJF the champion uh, versus Brian Danielson in a sixty minute Iron Man match. I mean, MJF wins?
1: Maybe okay. probably, probably. I, I can, it's been a long time since we've done a nil all Iron Man match.
0: This would be a good one to do it for. I agree. Uh, The Guns, Austin Colton, your new AEW World Tag Team Champions, will take on the acclaimed Anthony Bowen and Max Caster, along with two teams to be determined. Someone determined tomorrow on uh, the episode Dynamite in a Tag Team Battle Royale, and then there'll be winners on the Casino Tag Team Battle Royale from the March 1st episode of Dynamite. So we're doing two tag team battle royals on dynamite to determine two more contenders. Yeah. Why I are don't we hate, doing I, I no, don't I'm... hate it,
1: because I think it'll be different people in I would assume different people in each battle royal.
0: Yeah. I mean, are we even still using the ranking system?
1: They haven't updated it since like August or something.
0: A EW. All Elite wrestling uh rankings there's still a ranking tab on here august 31st was the last time they updated it
1: fucking what a guess by me by the way i was like august yeah Yeah, right on the
0: money uh there's also the texas death match between john moxley and hangman adam page hopefully it goes a lot better than another hardcore stipulation john moxley had at revolution and we yeah. see Samoa, yeah. Samoa Joe, the defending TNT champion against Wardlow in a singles match where Wardlow's probably going to win this back and I won't give two shits. hmm uh, I agree. Where? So we did this the other week with the um, WWE. What other belts are there? There's the uh, All-Atlantic Championship. That's on Cassidy at the moment. Do you oh. see that having a defense? <laughs> I forgot he had it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, yeah. was, uh, I was like, "Who the fuck's an Atlantic champ? Um, the
0: all-Atlantic champ?" Guy who wears his belt in a backpack.
1: Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's very OC, but um, sure. He probably should defend it on pay-per-view. I can't recall if he even has since he won it.
0: Nor can I, to be honest.
1: Yeah, not off the top of my head.
0: Other than... Did he have the match against Kip Sabian? I feel like he did. Yeah,
1: but that wasn't on pay-per-view for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah. Uh, The trio's titles. Do you see them being defended at this pay-per-view? 100%. And And
1: And we've already set up... On Rampage this week, I didn't actually watch it, but I saw <laughs> I <laughs> Does saw, anyone
0: still watch Rampage?
1: No. Um I saw on the 434, which is the re- main reason I follow that page, is because they post results, as it happens, that um House of Black confronted the elite, so fuck yeah. Give Buddy <laughs> the trios belt.
0: Is Buddy wearing the MCW title on AEW? <laughs>
1: fuck no.
0: Oh, <laughs> the most prestigious title in Australian wrestling according to some people uh, I, I still agree with that statement just so you know
1: <laughs> there's a difference between pretty and prestigious um, <laughs> yes uh, I, I mean I, the NWA world's heavyweight title isn't the prettiest belt in the world but it's fucking prestigious
0: fair enough um Women's world title. Jamie Hayter's the champion. Do we get a match at this pay-per-view? Because we've got two weeks to build to a match.
1: Fuck me. They really have... Uh, are we going to do some form of Fatal 4-Way with the fucking... With Britt and Tony and Soraya? Saraya.
0: I thought they were going to spin off Tony and Soraya and... um. Uh ruby and willow off into a women's tag match maybe down on the card and have maybe jamie against someone else but i don't know They're can,
1: can a, we can we all agree that saraya has been a bust
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and because this gimmick sucks so bad it works so well in tna about 15 years ago what do you mean
1: Fucking spray painting someone's ass and then <laughs> rubbing the ass into someone's
0: face. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, not even the beautiful people did that. They did the um, was it the hairspray spot into the eyes for the roll-up wing?
1: Yeah, and they used to like cut
0: people's hair and shit, which was um, fun. TBS champion Jay Cargill, do you see defense here, and if so, who?
1: Oh, man. Now, people have been, like, telling me, oh, yeah, AEW's getting better at booking their women, but are they? Because there's no obvious contender for each women's
0: belt. I know. And we watch this show every week. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'm thinking of is Thunder Rosie... Rosa, ready to come back because you could do Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa. But do you want to do that on two weeks' notice?
1: No, you don't. You don't. And maybe, maybe you set that up at the pay per view. But also, I don't even know if I want to see Thunder Rosa come back. <laughs> and Jay, oh, Ketis, Benji, calm down. This is the problem with me being on the couch. They got their toys. Oh,
0: they're <laughs> arguing. Um, so, who is it still with um, Jade? Is it Layla Gray? Because she's defeated Kira Hogan, kicked her out of the bounties. She defeated Red Velvet. Like, yeah. it's only Layla Gray left, isn't it? And yeah. She's nowhere near ready to beat Jade. The other <laughs> nah. two were at least. Kira Hogan's had a ton of experience in impact. She is at that level of Jade where. She's not going to be at the level of a Jamie hater, but she's at the level of a TV champ at least. Red Velvet, sure, she's been under um, Jade for long enough. You know, she can have a couple of competent matches and then we can pivot to the next woman for the TV title. Layla Gray, I don't even think she's ready for that. No, not at all. all. right. I'm just having a quick look at Layla Gray's matches and had a match on Dark. Oh, yeah, the Jericho cruise happened
1: yeah they did jerichohausen or and <laughs> Jericho dressed up as Danhausen. that looked like fun
0: uh anything else of the cruise that you took note of?
1: I saw a video um, of Eddie Kingston singing karaoke, <laughs> <laughs> which looked fun, but that's about it
0: yeah um what about what about the uh Championship match that got uh that happened on the fourth night.
1: Oh, Matt Cardona? Yeah. A... He's
0: got some belt now, I guess. The Jericho Cruz Oceania title. Fucking Oceanic. God. Hang on, I'll see if there's an actual picture of this belt. Uh Okay, it's just basically the same logo that Chris Jericho uses for the Rock and Wrestling uh, rager at Sea. That is the center plate of this belt. It looks like. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem too bad. Well,
1: Matt Cardona should go on the next cruise with uh, Brian Myers and call it the Rock and Wrestler Rock and Wrestling Majors at Sea. <laughs> um, yeah yeah, um, yeah, sure Give Matt Cardona another belt Remember when everyone was positive who's gone to the WWE
0: Oh my His wife's gimmick Like Chelsea is talented But this Karen gimmick is just instantly Turn off Raw, turn off Smackdown to me like, Anyone who's worked in retail Or customer service Or fast food Or like a big um, warehouse-type shop like your Bunnings and that who has to deal with Karens. is just like, who the fuck is this gimmick for?
1: It's, it's for those people that work in those shops. That it's is just t- immediately turn-off TV. It's, it's meant to, like, in theory, it's like, oh, all these retail workers watching the show, they're going to see this character and be like, oh, boo, boo. But they don't realise it's turn-off heat. Not not um, just gen- generating hate in general. Like, I don't hate it. Like, there's some good funny shit she does with it.
0: But you don't but work customer service.
1: I do not work customer service. And also, I will admit that this has a very short shelf life. Yes. This will get very tiring very quick. And uh... to some people, evidently yourself, it's already tiring.
0: Yeah, week two of this thing was enough for me. I just say, come on, Ron. I just turn off Raw and go do something else. (laughs) There is no no redeeming thing to this. She got the crap beat out of her, and now she wants another match, and it's just like, no. Oh, you sent me (laughs) to the wrong Ontario. Okay, whatever, goodbye. Uh, Anyway. Shall we talk about something good coming from uh, Canada? Elimination Chamber from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Ooh-wee. No? No, Maurice?
1: It would have been nice to get Maurice on this card, right?
0: Put Maurice on SmackDown? Like, she doesn't need to be on the pay-per-view, but you could have had her pop-up on SmackDown in front of her home crowd.
1: The problem is, Maurice is a career heel. So maybe you don't want to give her a
0: pop. Yeah, but what happens when she comes back for the Royal Rumble? I don't think she's done it. I think. Okay. I don't. I don't think she has. I think I spelled that right. Oh yeah, that's right. I tried to put in the other last name, but it comes up with her new last name. Uh, Turn to WWE. Right, I'm just going to have a look at her cage match here and see if she's um, actually done a Rumble match.
1: She hasn't. I'm calling it now. Just Okay. You fact check, but I'm calling it now. She hasn't.
0: So since 2011, she came back for the mixed tag against John Cena and Nikki Bella. She did a SmackDown Live where she lost to Brie Bella. She did the mixed tag at Hell in a Cell against Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan. And then she was at the Rumble in 2022, where she lost to Best Phoenix So she has not been at a Rumble match. Yeah. Yep.
1: She's a career heel. They never put her in a position to get a pop. The Uh, only time she actually got a slight pop was that roar after WrestleMania where she returned and helped The Miz beat Zack Ryder for the IC title (laughs) the day after Zack Ryder won it, but fuck. Um, And then she slapped Zack Ryder's dad. That was great. Ah, well. Um, Speaking of pops, SmackDown,
0: Sami Zayn, When
1: was the last time this happened? The only thing comparable was that Roman Reigns promo after he beat The Undertaker, where they just booed him for like 10 minutes and then all Roman says is, this is my yard now and leaves. It's the only thing comparable where a crowd reaction was so loud for so
0: long. When was the last time a babyface got that, then if the last time you can think of is Roman?
1: Well, technically, Roman was a babyface. He was just getting booed. <laughs> um,
0: okay, well, then the one before <laughs> Roman.
1: <laughs> I guess... I guess you're going to have to go back to Daniel Bryan,
0: right? During that Mania run?
1: Yeah. At some point in there, there had to have been one, for sure. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Um, yeah. Crazy pop for Sammy in Montreal. Nice
1: to hear, nice to hear the old music come back, too.
0: Yes. Like, I did not... Like, I expected him to get cheered. I didn't expect him to have, like, a, a five-minute standing ovation, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, unreal, right? Um... I I kind of expected it but it was still shocking. Yeah. Like I knew his reaction was going to be huge but it still was a lot bigger than I thought it would be.
0: So then we go to uh, elimination chamber itself uh coming to you from the Saturday on the 18th. Uh from Montreal and watching the pre-show the desk is from re- uh Pretty sure to remind us of what happened in Montreal in '97 because we can never forget that.
1: I was so terrified about that.
0: Um, do we need to talk what's going on with uh, Ariel Hawani and uh, Tony Khan? Because Ariel Hawani's on the pre show panel and then shown in the crowd later on with George St. Pierre. And apparently they have beef between one another. That's Tony Khan and Ariel Hawani. Tony.
1: Tony Khan brought up a good point. Yeah. But also Tony Khan didn't need to fucking say it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, when Tony Khan... Because Ariel Hawani showed up on SmackDown and they did a segment where Ariel Hawani was like, basically just being a representative for Montreal and telling the commentators like, the buzz around town and all that sort of shit. Yeah. And then Tony Khan basically tweeted, at Ariel Hawani is as legitimate a journalist as Tony Shivani is. Which I get I get the point, And it makes so much sense. It's like, well, clearly Ariel is getting paid by WWE. So <laughs> So, yeah, how could he be an unbiased reporter on the industry if he's getting paid by one of the companies? It would be like if Tony Schiavone, getting paid by AEW, was reporting on the overall industry. I get that point. But just because you have that thought and you have that point and that point is very valid, did you need to say it?
0: Yeah that's true the thing to me is tony khan has that relationship with wwe and it sort of all came about when nick khan came to power and nick khan is you Errol mean ariel
1: Ho- you mean ariel hawani
0: not tony khan yes yes uh, yeah. so nick khan came to power and ariel hawani is a former client of nick khan because nick khan was his former manager and agent yeah so, there's, there's a little bit of smoke to that fire. You're not really going to go out and slander your former friend, are you? I
1: guess not. I guess not. Um, and then Ariel Helvani's response has been that he's not even a wrestling
0: reporter. Then why has he done so many wrestling pieces, including, like, a few sit-down interviews with, like, uh, Nick Khan and Triple H. Yeah, that's various a thing, right? wrestlers.
1: That's the thing, right? But also, Ariel Helwani being a WWE-sided reporter is not an It's not a new thing. He's been doing it for a while. He's done. He works for BT Sports, which is the WWE's broadcast partner in the UK. So he does a lot of interviews with WWE superstars for BT Sport. So like, I don't know why Tony Khan like, seemed to be so shocked about it because he's been doing this for a couple of years
0: now. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, oh, well. Uh, so coming to you from the city of Montreal, Yes, we don't need to talk about 97 again because everybody already knows what happens. Okay. What
1: happened? I'm joking, joking.
0: <laughs> Do you really want me to start going on about Brett?
1: Just saying, Vince should have listened to Brett when Brett said, I'll drop the title to Shamrock. Imagine, just fucking imagine, world champion Ken Shamrock. Oh. Fuck, I wish that happened. Anyway, let's talk about the chamber.
0: Uh, anyway, did you see the hitman opened up his own bar? Oh, no.
1: No? No, I didn't.
0: <laughs> okay, hang on. Um What's it called? In Calgary, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Yeah, it's in Calgary, and it's called Hitman's Bar, and it's got a bunch of, like, WWE merch and that in it.
1: And do you just walk in, and he serves you a drink, but you don't get to drink it until you've listened to him talk about Goldberg for 20 minutes?
0: Yeah, well, Goldberg (laughs) sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, I'll I'll, uh, I'll send a link so you can have a, a, a read of it later. Okay, whatever. I'll find the proper link later. Anyhow. (laughs) Elimination Chamber. Uh, So we kick off with the Women's Chamber. Nothing of note really happened on the pre-show other than, yeah, what we went over with Ariel joining the panel, just saying, like, it's a big buzz around the city. And watching a bunch of the Canadian uh, wrestling media, wrestling fans, it sort of seemed like they had the same buzz going around as what we had for Super Showdown.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for
0: sure. So we kick things off with the Women's Chamber that sees... Um, starting off is Natalia and Liv Morgan. In the respective pods are Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, Carmella and Asuka. Out third is Raquel, out fourth is Nikki, out fifth is Carmella and out sixth is Asuka. Um, Yeah, anything to add to this match? Uh,
1: honestly, I didn't think it was very good.
0: (laughs) It goes about 20 minutes here, you know, a few big crazy spots with uh, Nikki. At one point, is it Liv who's on the top of a pod and does like some sort of sunset flip head scissor thing to uh, Raquel? Yeah. Fuck, that looked painful. Uh, Nikki does the usual climb up on top of a pod, big crossbody to everyone. A few of the ladies have their heads put through the cage. Uh, Raquel, and I think it's Nikki, charge at Kamala's pod because Kamala's locked herself back in the pod but opens the other side door to get out and they bust through the plexiglass. In a similar spot in the men's match, the pod doesn't break. (laughs) Old uh, Bronson tried to bust open a pod there but it didn't work. Mm. Uh yeah, so it goes down here. Um the last three women are Raquel, Carmella, and Asuka. Uh big super kicks from both Asuka and Carmella to double pin Raquel. Asuka celebrates, Carmella catches it, tries for a pin, doesn't work. Asuka gets up, Asuka lock, gets the submission, Asuka's going to WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair.
1: Yeah, no, I think that'll be a fun
0: match. Yeah, it'll be a fine match. Uh, Next on the card. Oh, yeah, and we forgot to touch on this from SmackDown. Uncle Howdy-Do popped back up with uh, Bray White. Yeah, that's fine. And they attacked Hit Row. And then Bray says, I want the winner of Bobby versus Brock at WrestleMania. And I'm just like, well, this is fucking coming out of left field.
1: Yeah, I know. Oh, I hate it. I was like
0: the winner of Bobby and Brock to face Gunther for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, well, you know, both these guys are sort of floating around, not doing much. We'll have a winner here. And one of them can go off to face Gunther and the other one can, you know, maybe do something else at Mania or take the time off. Anyway, we get this match. So... Braze made his intentions known he wants the winner. Bobby puts on the hurt lock. Brock low blows Bobby. Ref calls for the DQ. So Bobby wins by DQ. Brock is pissed. Suplex to Bobby. Suplex to the ref for calling for the DQ. Pulls Bobby outside, suplex through the table, pulls the ref outside, suplex to the floor where the table was. <laughs> All in under six minutes.
1: And just to quickly correct you, they were F5s, not suplexes.
0: Yes. Yes, I am a bit tired yeah. today.
1: Yeah. Um, I I hate the fact that they did a non-finish and then they're just ending this feud.
0: That's what I thought. And I thought, okay, maybe what Bray said won't mean anything and we'll get to Raw and we'll go, okay, they're going to go back to, and run it at Mania. That's why there was a no finish. And then we get to Raw, and MVP's there with Omos going, You know, you thought you could get away from Bobby Lashley. Well, you're going to have to face Omos at WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar. And I'm like, What?
1: The fuck is this? This is so weird.
0: Uh, I've got an updated WrestleMania card that we can go through once we uh, discuss the uh, rest of the chamber results here. Yeah. Only a five-match card, so very short. Uh, following that match free, the night season, a mixed tag match of the Judgment Day members, Finn Bella and Rhea Ripley, with Dominic Mysterio ringside taking on the team of Canada's Edge and Beth Phoenix. Uh, Beth with her... Was it Luna Vashorn? It was
1: Bull Nakano face
0: paint, was uh, Bull this time, yes. Yeah. Yes, you are right. Um before the bell even rings, where wow. fuck you, Dominic Chance.
1: Yeah. By that the one, way, yeah. they were in Montreal, and you just brought up a great point. And she's done the Luna Vachon face paint before? Luna Vachon's from Montreal. Come on, get yourself the cheap pop. Do the Luna tribute.
0: That's why I thought straight away, was this one the Luna one? No, it was the one before that.
1: Yeah, uh, it was last year at the Rumble.
0: Uh, so we see... Uh yeah, loud fuck you, Dominic chance. Uh judgment days in early and you know Dominic's sort of playing around on the outside, getting involved behind the rest back. Edge has enough, chases Dominic off, and he leaves and then everyone sort of cheers. And then once he's just back ringside, Dominic comes back out to louder, fuck you, Dominic chance. Uh I mean is, the
1: kid is over. The kid yeah. is so over, it's ridiculous.
0: I know. Who knew it just took a heel run with Rhea Ripley to make this kid after three years of being annoying son of Rey Mysterio.
1: The the crowd had four legitimately big stars in the ring having a tag match, and they only cared about Dominique Mysterio <laughs> on the outside. Yeah.
0: um. So at one point during this match, Finn has edge covered. One, two. Ref brings his hand down for three. Holds his hand up. Holds his hand up. Beth Phoenix breaks it up.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yep, that was... Ooh. Yeah, that was rough. Um, And that's when I knew that Finn wasn't going to win.
0: Yeah, he might as well be pin Bauer. Yep. Uh so we get to the end of this match. Rhea takes a grand slam on the outside. And Finn takes a shattered machine inside the ring, big rig, whatever you want to call it, from Edge and Beth. And Finn gets pinned. Relatively clean. Minus the double team tag there. But fuck me. 1350. Judgment Day. Do not win. No. No, they do not. Rhea should have won this match. Okay. And, you know, Rhea pins Beth. Fair enough. Rhea's going off to Mania. Beth is a part-time and she doesn't need to be around at Mania. And you can have Finn and Dominic jump Edge and, you know, come raw, Edge makes the challenge to Judgment Day. Okay, well, that's where we were going anyway for Mania. Instead, we had this convoluted thing where Edge pinned Finn again and where are we going for Mania, Alex? Edge and Finn. How many times has Edge beat Finn on TV? Or premium live events?
1: How many times is he here's hey. the counterpoint how many times has Edge beaten Finn one-on-one?
0: Um... The, the answer is no, he hasn't. Well, that's just poor booking, because it feels like it's happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's oh. the problem.
0: Well, oh, apparently last year at Extreme Rules, Bella made Ed quit.
1: Yeah, it, uh, in that I quit match.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm just having a look here. The only time they beat him was Hell on a Cell mixed tag. Edge beat AJ, Edge beat AJ. And then going back to 2001, okay. So, no, he hasn't beat Finn one-on-one. Okay, well, I guess that's something fresh.
1: The um, problem is that it doesn't feel
0: fresh. No, and that's why I thought you have Finn and Dominic beat down Edge, okay. Edge says he's going to get some other people of have unfinished business with Finn. causing the Good Brothers. You do a six-man tag of Finn, Dominic, and uh, Damian against Edge and the Good Brothers.
1: Yeah, don't hate it. But also the Good
0: Brothers are just dead. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to New Japan, Carl. (laughs) Yeah, so confusing booking here once again of Edge getting the pin on Finn to set up for a, a singles match where. Edge will face pin. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. And Rhea take now on the outside, but she's got match mania. Uh, match number four on the card for your United States Championship in the Elimination Chamber match, which sees Austin Fury, the defending champ against Bronson Reed, against Damian Priest, against Johnny Gargano, against Montez Ford, against Seth Frick and Rawlins. Uh, so to start off is Gargano and Seth. In third is Austin Fury, In fourth is Damian Priest. In fifth is Bronson, and in last is Montez Ford. Um, how do you think this match went?
1: I thought it was a pretty good match, to be honest. Um, yep. They did a they did a fantastic job of building Bronson in this match.
0: Absolutely. And did they you, did
1: They did a fantastic job of um, really solidifying Johnny Gargano, and they really solidified Montez Ford.
0: Did you happen to notice Johnny Gargano's custom gear?
1: I did not, to be honest. At, at this point, I sort of just ignore his gear, because <laughs> well, it's always something, and it takes t- 20 minutes for me to figure out
0: what it is. As somebody who was babysitting today, I recognized what it was bluey
1: it was bluey
0: <laughs> yeah he put out a post saying because uh what's his kid's name uh quill quill, quill. that's it it's yeah. quill's favorite show so i decided to wear bluey where the top half of my vest has the speckles like dad and the bottom half's two shades of blue and okay but, yeah, as somebody who was babysitting this morning, I could instantly point that out. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um,
1: that is probably the weirdest, like, wrestling-inspired gear I've ever heard of. It's, yeah, like, what's next is going to come out in Paw Patrol gear. Jesus. Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig
0: would be great. Oh, that'd get all the Brits on board. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Bronson gets plenty of time to shine in here. As we mentioned, they go for the pod break spot, but uh, it doesn't break. And it sort of looks bad when you have Raquel and Nikki, who are much lighter than uh, Bronson. Yeah. Um, Johnny does pretty well in this match. Damian Priest does pretty well. Montez Ford, standout match for this guy.
1: Yeah, what a star. And I was so pissed because in the post-match Uh, the post-show press conference, Triple H basically praised every single person except for Montez Ford. Ass. Oh, boy. Yeah, he forgot to mention Montez. What the fuck? He ended up putting out a tweet saying how good Montez was, but because he felt bad that he forgot to mention him, but Montez was the clear
0: standout in this match. Yeah, two eliminations.
1: Uh, Yeah, and that weird hanging upside down spot, that
0: was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, So we get to uh, Montez Ford being eliminated. He's he's the uh, last one out before it's the final two of Sephiroth and Austin Fury. The refs are sort of helping Ford out and who pops up, but your boy who's been in Australia last week promoting his new drink.
1: Yeah. Oh, actually, it's meant to be in Woolies today.
0: Okay. Uh, Logan Paul pops up in his <laughs> bright yellow top and uh, jumps in, hits Seth with a curb stomp, rolls back out, and uh, Fury hits whatever his venture is and uh, gets the win.
1: Yeah. um I don't hate it. I think Seth versus Logan Paul and Mania is going to be nuts.
0: Yeah. Uh, Prime Hydration, Lemon, Uh, says it's out of stock online already. Fuck me. All
1: right. With any hope, because I'm in a more rural area, I'll be able to get it.
0: Uh, I'm just having a quick look for Alex. Orange, out of stock online. Blue Raspberry out of stock online. Tropical Punch out of stock online. Ice Pop out of stock online.
1: Jesus, uh, so they got
0: five flavors. uh One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, the five flavors—they're all out of stock already online. I'm Jesus. gonna go have a look later today and see if I can get one. Just to send a photo, Alex, and be like, "Ha." What do you think of the men's chamber here with a uh, very retaining his US title? I thought it was fun.
1: I thought it was fun. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the result because theory, quite frankly, bores the shit out of me. But it does seem really evident that that um, we're getting Cena versus Theory at Mania.
0: Yeah, yeah, that seems uh, quite possible as well. Um, so it is time for your main event for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Out comes Roman first, with Paul Heyman, by side. No one else from the bloodline is here. And the crowd's just booing the shit out of him. And then his music stops, and the crowd starts to chant, Olay, and they wait. And then Sammy's music hits. Fuck me, this was like one of the biggest reactions for a B-show since Attitude Era. This felt like Attitude era crowd. Yeah. And you could say, yeah, the buddy crowd in person felt like that, but on the uh, tape, it doesn't hold up that well because it's an outdoor stadium and the MCG is so freaking big. If that was in Rod Laver Arena, that would have been huge. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So Sammy comes out, sort of comes down to the ringside, hugs his wife, gets in the ring. He's sort of mouthing off to Roman. The ref's holding him back while they're doing the championship introduction. And the bell rings. And this is, what, Rock Hogan? Four and a half minutes before they touch?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was very Rock Hogan. Um, It was exactly what it needed to be, too. Uh.
0: This was great. I love this match. And just every time it looked like Sammy was done, he'd kick out and the crowd got louder. And Sammy eventually hits a halluva kick. One, two. Rome kicks out at the last second and they cut to Paul and he's losing his shit on the outside. Uh, Anything you want to add to this match? Um,
1: Yeah, this was just, it was cinema, wasn't it?
0: It felt like you were actually being rewarded for watching so much uh, WWE over the past year.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It was, I couldn't have booked it better myself. And we all know I think I'm a fantastic booker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. And yes, it leads to uh, the Usos running in after the ref's been knocked down and Sammy tries for the pin. He has the visual pin. They get to a count of five before Sammy realises there's no ref. And uh, one of the Uzos runs in, lays out Sammy, puts Roman on top, scoots out the ring. Second ref runs in. One, two, Sammy kicks out. Crowd's like, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then later in the match, the second ref gets knocked down. Jay comes down. Roman gives him the chair, says, you do it. You hit him. And he saw Armin and Aaron. And then Sammy sort of gets up. Goes to do a like a big kick, Roman sidesteps and he hits Jay, so Jay's down. And it comes down to like the closing stages, and Roman wins. And this crowd wasn't angry. This crowd wasn't sad. I think they were just disappointed because it was just silence. Yeah.
1: And yeah, that that was the issue, was the reaction wasn't. Like hate. It wasn't a hate
0: reaction. And there are very few chances you get where you get something that is the lightning in a bottle fall into your lap like this. Yeah. I would have had, I would have called an audible on the day after seeing SmackDown. I would have said, We're going to give Sammy the win here. He's going to have a, a few day rain, SmackDown next week. Sammy, you're losing it once we're out of Canada. Yeah. Mick Foley had the title for 24 hours once. It did not hurt him. There are that many Hall of Famers and main eventers from the 80s and 90s who did not have that world title, who people consider legends, best of the best. Andre the Giant never held the world title. Antonio Noki never held the WWF world title.
1: Yeah.
0: And you can go on and on. Dusty Rhodes which is the whole story behind Cody at the moment wanting to do it for his dad because his dad never held that championship, even though, what did he do? He won the first one by count out?
1: Uh, he won it by uh, throwing someone over the top of the road, which was a disqualification back in the day.
0: Ah, okay. But I think, yes, you should have called the audible Wobby yourself because I've given out my reasons here.
1: But it's Elimination Chamber. And? Do, do you really pay off Roman Reigns' fucking title reign at Elimination Chamber a month before WrestleMania?
0: Yeah. You Yes, I, I no we- because it's your boy Cody.
1: No, but... Then what happens at WrestleMania? Cody versus Sammy?
0: No, no, I said then you'd have Roman come back and just beat the living shit out of him on SmackDown next week and get the title back.
1: Then you've completely wasted a th- almost three-year title reign for a week.
0: Yeah, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, aren't you,
1: at this point? Yeah, I think the best option was, honestly, for Sammy to lose. Because, well, actually, the best option would have been Sammy won the Rumble. And I will admit that as a Cody fan, they should have just fucking pulled the trigger on Sammy at the Rumble. But, But because they didn't, this was probably the best
0: option they had. Mm, fair enough. Oh, boy. Um. Yeah, it is. It's a case of they've just booked themselves into a corner, though, damned if they did and damned if they didn't. They, if they do give everyone that feel-good moment, then it's like, we've got Cody here waiting to face Roman. Everything he's said has been built up to face Roman. What do we do there? Can we pivot? And on the other hand, it's like, you'll never get this moment again of somebody who is this hot in their home city facing a champion who's this dominant for the championship in front of his own crowd. Yeah. You may but never. Will, Go on.
1: I will say I think there's a very good chance Sami Zayn's still main event's night one of WrestleMania.
0: Okay, so uh first of all, how many beers for elimination chamber?
1: Give it a solid four.
0: Yeah, yeah, I. Agree. That main four. event
1: carries. Um, the the reaction for Kevin Owens as well coming out. That was yep. fantastic. Fantastic. So, uh,
0: so confirmed at the moment for. Uh, I don't really care about Stand Deliver. God knows what the hell Grayson's doing with. Has there been any update on what Grayson's doing with um? I was going to say MJF, but I mean HBK.
1: Well, since we last spoke, there's... Oh, actually, no, the NXT just finished happening. So there has been an episode of NXT since we last spoke. It just has happened while we've been recording. Uh, Um,
0: Ah. Grayson
1: Waller has invited Shawn Michaels to appear on his talk show next week. Surely they don't have a match with
0: Shawn.
1: I Uh, guess, Um, yeah, and they're doing something with Roxanne attending a training session taught by Miko Satomura. No, boys. Uh, I mean, oh, your women's champ needs to go to a training session. What does that
0: say? That she's a terrible champ?
1: Exactly. Your women's champ needs to get taught how to wrestle by someone that's not even the champ.
0: And the only way they can play this off is she's scouting her. Yeah. Okay, uh, so confirmed for the uh, WrestleMania 39 card, we see Roman, uh, the champion, probably with Paul Heyman in his corner versus Cody Rhodes in a singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. We see Charlotte Flair, the defending SmackDown Women's Champion versus Real Ripley who might have Dominic Mysterio in her corner in a singles match. And uh, confirmed from Elimination Chamber, we see Bianca Belair, the defending Raw Women's Champion, against Asuka in a singles match. I mean, so far, it's it's an all right card. Yeah. Uh, adding on to that, some of these uh, rumoured matches. So I... Uh, to take a quick look. So uh, I've just listed down here some of the champions and just sort of gone. Where do I think they're heading? So Jimmy uzo and Jay Uso, the defending Raw and SmackDown tag team champions, they're probably going to go with uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yes. Uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky, the defending women's tag team champions. Seems like a raw this past week. They're setting up for Becky Lynch and Lita, maybe.
1: Yeah, or are we gonna
0: get leader and Trish, and Becky spins off to um Bailey.
1: I'm thinking we're getting a six woman tag.
0: Fair enough.
1: Becky, uh, Trish, Leader versus Damage Control,
0: and don't put the titles on the line.
1: Well, you can't earn
0: a six-woman tag, I guess. Or free (laughs) bird. Maybe. Uh, Austin Fury, the defending US champion, uh, facing John Cena, possibly?
1: Well, they announced John Cena will be on the first Roar of March.
0: Yeah, he's in Melbourne at the moment, filming some movie with Zac Efron.
1: Yeah, so I think he's going to be on the March 6th episode of Raw.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Gunther versus... I have no idea where they're going for the IC title.
1: I think it's the Banger
0: Bros. Okay. I think it's a triple threat. Yeah, and I
1: think... I think Seamus pins Drew to win it. Fair enough.
0: Uh, Seth versus Logan Paul. Yeah, that's probably where that's gonna go. Bray Wyatt with Uncle Howdy Ho in his corner, maybe versus Bobby Lashley.
1: Do do you do um, Bray Wyatt and all of his fucking weird ass characters that hang out with him um, versus the Hurt Business?
0: And the Hurt Business destroys it and break and fuck off with this thing. Yes,
1: that'd be fine. Yeah. Um but Bray's music can stay. I really like his new theme song.
0: It's really oh. good. But he's doing Firefly Funhouse this week on SmackDown. I thought mm. this character was done.
1: I'm so confused. I... This this thing makes no fucking sense.
0: I have no idea. And then the puppets were human sized at Rumble looking down from the platform after Uncle Howdy Ho killed himself, but he didn't because he was back this past week on SmackDown. He didn't, ki- he
1: didn't kill himself, though. He just did an elbow
0: drop. And then burst into flames.
1: No, th- he didn't burst into flames. The flames burst up clearly around him. <laughs> like So I, I think it would have been bad if they booked it like, oh, yeah, Uncle Howdy actually died because he burst into flames, because clearly the flames were nowhere near him. So I think the best option was to, like, yeah, let's just bring him back and not say anything about it, because it was almost barbed wire exploding deathmatch levels are bad uh, in terms of no one getting hurt by the pyro. <laughs>
0: um, did you Have you had a look when they're doing these um, WWE wrestlemania like graphics cards and they're showing like the movie posters for each person uh no no i haven't okay so you haven't seen some of the little easter eggs of uh who else is on the posters yet no okay so i've seen a kevin owens one where they're zooming past people and slowed it down and i saw an la night
1: hmm
0: yeah uh so, uh, Omos, I
1: mean, you have to book LA night in LA. Come on. But he should be
0: injured. Oh, it's been a few months now. Well, it feels like it. Um, I wish it was a few months and Bray knew what the hell he was going on about. This uh, is like that meme where they have the guy in front of the whiteboard and it's got all the bits of paper stuck to it and it's like a spiral graph trying yeah. to connect it all together. This is any fan trying to work out what the fuck the Bray Wyatt story is.
1: Yeah, it's gotten to the point where it's just so fucking convoluted. It's, oh,
0: yeah.
1: You know really what cares. makes
0: more sense? What? Lufa on AEW being a deathmatch legend than whatever the hell Bray Wyatt's trying to do. <laughs> Lufa on Spanish language commentary also wrestling in a trios match makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, Omos calling out uh, Brock Lesnar with MVP, so that's probably going to be some singles match, maybe last man standing at Mania. And, uh, yeah, we're probably getting Edge versus Finn, probably with Damian Priest and or uh, Dominic Mysterio and Finn's corner for the uh, singles match there at Mania. I mean, we're... What, how many weeks out of Mania are we as I have a quick look? one. I believe we're something like 40 days away, if I was to believe what they said on Raw. What date are Mania? April 1st and... say, so- Oh, it's April Fool's Day. Yeah. Uh, so there. One, two, three, four... Five. We're five and a half weeks away from Mania and we have three announced matches. Does this just feel like nothing's been put into gear so far? No, I I disagree, because I feel like
1: this mania has actually been fairly well built in the sense of, like, yeah, not a lot has been announced, but a a lot's been teased.
0: Yeah, I can see what you mean. Not a lot's been confirmed, but but if you've been watching enough, you can see where we're going roughly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, every... The main belts that matter, both women's belt and the men's belt, is confirmed. The tag belts is heavily teased. Um, Yeah, like, Seth Rollins' match is heavily teased. Um, and And Austin Theory's been sort of hyping up the John Cena thing for a while now. Mentioning John Cena whenever he can. Um. Although I still think they probably should have put the U.S. belt on edge at on Raw.
0: Yeah, someone was saying the last time he held the U.S. belt was when it was the WCW U.S. belt.
1: Yep, in 2001.
0: That's crazy to me.
1: He, he's technically never held the WWE United States title. Although he's still a Grand Slam champion for some reason. Because... Lineage.
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, sure, whatever. It 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 it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But um, um which
1: which means Sid just needs to come back and win the i c belt and the tag belts and then he's
0: a grand slam champ. Speaking of your boy, <laughs> did you see he was tweeting along to Raw? He was. Yeah did oh, nice. this? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. Okay, hang on. I think I tweeted something of Sid, so I'll see if I can find it of your... Uh, 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 Sid, Sid, Sid. No, I mustn't have. No, I didn't. Oh, bugger. Oh, there's the spot where Kid Bandit gets power-bombed onto chairs for some reason to ruin their spine oh well i had a good career while it lasted ah <laughs> oh, well um yeah Sid. what is it Sid? vicious vicious and delicious isn't that sinking fogs
1: Uh, No, but Vicious and Delicious was a tag team in WCW, and that was Buff Bagwell and Scott Norton. Sid has a podcast? He, yeah, I listened to it for a bit. It was okay, and then...
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, What's he saying here? Uh, Okay. Must have just been a fan account of Sid's that was um, tweeting out for Mania, Uh, for Raw, sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, that was me. (laughs) I run a Sid Vicious fan account. (laughs) Really? No. Oh, okay. But that'd be
0: great if I did. Uh, Fair enough. Um, Anything else we need to touch on? Do we need to talk Super J Festival from New Japan or New Japan Cup?
1: What the fuck is a Super J festival?
0: Hang, um, on. Hang <laughs> on, I'll see if I can find it. Bah! why is my computer crashing? Please don't do that. Uh, schedule All Star Junior Festival 2023. Oh, yeah, there's no lineup announced for that yet. But Fantastica Mania is starting soon. Sounds fantastic, eh? Uh, March 5th New Japan Cup kicks off right I mean it should be fine
1: I mean if we're we're looking for something to talk about I literally just finished watching Mudo's retirement
0: (laughs) hang on have you seen this I'll send you the link so you can have a look at the bracket and then you can tell me if that's worth talking about or not because my screen share isn't working today. Um, Yeah. I mean, it is very much like the uh, the cup the previous year where there's people who are getting buys and you're just like, why the fuck are they getting a buy when there's these two people facing off to begin with? But uh, if you want, we can chat uh, Muto.
1: On, I'm just looking at this. Who's getting buys? Chase um, Owens. Kento. Osprey's fine. Cobb's fine. Okan's getting a buy. Tama's getting a buy. Goto, the tag team wrestler, is getting a buy.
0: Yeah, Goto.
1: But Yoshihashi isn't getting a buy? What's the fucking logic in that?
0: Don't ask me what (laughs) logic is anymore, man. Oh, okay. fucking
1: hell. I mean, let Shota Umino win this whole thing. Fuck it.
0: Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, what are we looking for? Keiji Muda Grand Final Pro Wrestling Last Love. Wow, what a title. Yep. Uh, um, 39,096 people.
1: So I've watched, well, from match 10 onwards, so i ignored most of the undercard.
0: Um, I'm just having a quick look over the undercard here, seeing if anything stands out to me.
1: Um, A tag team that's called good-looking guys.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's either that or just four guys for kind of bland tag teams. El Hero Del Dr. Wagner Jr. was on this? And Ninja yep. Mac? Yep. Oh, there you go. Uh, Sawama still wrestles?
1: Yeah, crazy. Okay. It's been around for a minute. Um Yeah. Gato got booked on this card.
0: Yeah. Uh so from match ten onwards you said?
1: Yeah, because there's got to be – try to not look at match 12 because that's going to be a bit confusing for you <laughs> before yeah. I explain it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, Okada and Keo Meo, Fantastic match. Um, Okada basically played a heel in this, which was perfect because, yeah, it was a Noah crowd. Um, yeah, this was fantastic. Um, my biggest issue, and it happens at the end of the Naito Muda match as well, yeah. is the en- English commentary, and, yeah. uh, one of the commentators at the end of this match, he goes, oh, that's it. Like, surprised, like, that's the end of the match. Like, <laughs> oh, that, like, oh, that, that's it, basically. And it's like it's been a almost 20 minute match and it's been very back and forth. Why are you acting like, oh, that came out of nowhere? Like Mate, it was real they weird. He hit his fucking finish. What do you expect, dickhead? <laughs> um and then like at the end of the naito Muda match, Naito hits Destino. Destino Needs Kevin Kelly. Yeah, it did actually. And and he goes, Oh, that's it. Did he actually call the move at least? Yeah, the other guy did. But this guy was like like almost sounded surprised that it happened so quickly, but it was like a it was a half hour match. <laughs> it was it was so weird. Like the commentary was so weird, like, oh that's it.
0: This is set for 60 minutes. You've only gone on half the time limit.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. How surprising. He hit his finish and he won the match. Um,
0: like, All yeah, I, I hate that. Is, uh, what is it? Uh, is it Gorilla Monsoon? Oh, what a manoeuvre. Oh, that was Vince that
1: used to say, oh, what a manoeuvre. But, yeah. um, Yeah. um, The Muda... The mudo um retirement thing started off with this like beautiful like video package set to um Frank Sinatra's my way, and it was Ooh. like really good going over his career and stuff um my biggest issue another issue I have with this commentary team is if you're gonna have English commentary, have someone in there that will fucking translate to the English audience what's
0: being said. They're they're not translating.
1: They did for the post-match promo, but for this, like, video package at the start, there was a lot of talk and no translation at all. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening here. (laughs) It's Mudo's in a dark room, while images of his career are sort of flashing through, I guess he's talking about his career. Cool. Um, And then, like, his entrance was pretty epic. They played, like, little snippets of all of the themes he had over the years, and then he comes out to his current theme. And, yeah, it was a big, big entrance. He came out on a... Like one of those elevator things that Cody would come out on, and he got elevated above, and everyone sort of had their moment of respect for Mudo. Um, before the match uh started, and before the entrances actually, um, Masahiro Chono came out. Oh, cool. Uh, he said a couple of things, um, it wasn't translated to us, so I have no idea what he said. Um, yeah Yeah, probably <laughs> um and then he joined commentary i guess so cool um and we saw Tiger Hatori sitting by the commentary table too which was cool yep um that's gonna play out later um then nato and muda had a fantastic sort of back and forth match it was Actually really good. It was the most motivated I've seen Naito in a while. And then Naito finally hits Destino, and oh, that's it? And uh, he gets the win. He he almost looks, like, sad about it. Like, he almost looked hesitant, like he didn't want to hit Destino on Mudo, but he had to. And he left the ring to Mudo, And this is where shit got weird.
0: Yeah.
1: Mudo starts cutting a promo. Um, This is where, like, the English commentator kind of starts um, translating. And he said, and then Mudo says something about Chono, and the commentator's like, what? Mudo just called out Chono. And... What? This is Mudo's last match. And it's then Chodo gets up, gets in the ring, and Muto asks for a referee, and Tiger Hotori gets up, gets in the ring. <laughs> what
0: the fuck is going on?
1: <laughs> and Muto says, I'm lucky, said something along the lines of, I'm lucky to have had the chance to have a proper retirement tour and have a proper retirement you never got that, Chono, and you deserve that. Fight me now.
0: <laughs> what? Bell rings. Um. What? Bell rings. Chono, Tiger, Muto. Yep.
1: Uh. Your referee is Tiger Hattori. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Uh. They lock up. The crowd's going nuts, by the way. They don't give a fuck that this is just two geriatric <laughs> men. One dude, Chono, just wrestling in a pair of jeans, like black slacks and a long black sleeve shirt. Um. And, yeah, they lock up. fucking crowd goes nuts. A little bit of chain grappling and... Out of nowhere, fucking Chono hits a Shining Wizard on Mudo. And then Chono locks in the STF. Mudo taps out. <laughs> what? Chono beat Mudo in Mudo's retirement match.
0: Um, okay. <laughs> what?
1: The- so I'm not a. This is this is absolutely what happened. I'm you not look even this joking up
0: now because I think Alex is pulling my leg.
1: This is <laughs> legitimately a thing that happened.
0: Okay, so we see Akata, Mora, Naito, Mudo. What in the actual fuck? <laughs> Mudo, Chono. Okay, then. A minute 37, Um, but, yeah,
1: and it was Chono's official retirement match because Chono didn't have a proper retirement.
0: So what happened to Chono with his uh, injury?
1: Um, I'm just going to look at his cage match and see, like, what his last matches were. Because, yeah, I know he got injured. Um. His last match was in 2014 and it was a six-man tag No, it was an eight-man tag Grand Hamada Hub and Super <laughs> Delphin defeated Masahiro Chono Supersonic Masayoka and Hayata were Don Doton Dotonbori Pro Vernal Departure, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> um, what promotion is that?
0: Osaka.
1: Yeah, Dotonbori Marvel Pro G- Wrestling Tag Four. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then his second last match was the stable on of um Seed, Atsushi Aoki, Go Shiozaki, and Kento Miyahara.
0: That sounds pretty
1: good. L- losing to the stable of Dark Kingdom. Masahiro Chono. Yeah. Kenso. Don't and- know who that is. And D. Low Brown.
0: Dealing with the real deal. Whoop. Whoop. And that was 2013. Uh, let's see how Kenso's doing. They're still wrestling. Just smaller promotions for Japan. 0-1 uh,
1: Noah. When was Chono's last New Japan match? It was in 2011. It was Ukami Gundan, which was Hiro Saito, Hiroshi Tenzan, and Masa Chono defeating Koji Kanamoto, Osama Nishimura, and Shinjiro Otani at Hiroshi... T- Hiroyoshi Tenzan's 20th anniversary show.
0: (laughs) I like how they give all these shows subtitles. 20th anniversary. Hard. But Goku.
1: Hard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um, It's
1: He hasn't had a singles match in a long ass fucking time. Um. I'm going all the way back to yeah. It was for zero one in 2011. He defeated Daichi Hashimoto. Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah. So Masachono finally got his retirement at least. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look now. I-
0: Just trying to have a look, see if I can see anything about his injury or that. Because I'm only familiar with Chono from sort of the 2000s, that uh, member of uh, NWO Japan footage and stuff like that that had come up and then sort of him on commentary.
1: Can we talk about the fact that Stone Cold for so many years fucking complained about how his neck got broken by Owen Hart, but five years before that happened, he did the exact same thing to Masahiro Chono. Did he? Yeah. I, I just learned this right now. Steve Austin breaks Masahiro Chono's neck with a sit-out tombstone pile driver. Oh, there you go. Exact same move, exact same thing.
0: Okay, I can't really find why if he sort of I, just stopped I or assume, if he was injured.
1: I assume it had something to do with his neck injury.
0: Yeah. Um, just sort of caught up with him all at once. I yeah. think he's NWA world champion as well. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, he held the big
0: gold. Yeah. The best belt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's certainly not something I thought we'd be talking about uh, last week, talking about Chono having a match.
1: Chono only held the IWGP title once. Yeah? Yeah. I just would have thought he would have had a million of them, considering how many G1s he won
0: always weird to me that Shawn Michaels is a member of the NWO. <laughs> He's a leader of the NWO, sorry. Uh, I can't find NWO Japan on this timeline. Oh. Ah, oh, here he is. it is. Was known as Gundung or Typhoon. Heel under Chono, face under Muto. Uh, Mudo mm. left in August 98 due to an injury yeah. yeah that's when he sort of leaves New Japan the first time round, I guess uh, yeah you forget that it's so weird that Vince brings in the NWO on Raw yep yeah so weird Oh, Vicious and Delicious. There we go. I know I heard it somewhere. Yep. Bagwell and Scott Norton. Yep. Uh, Jesus, 62 members. How many's has Bullet Club got at the moment? I don't oh, think they have that many. Oh, uh, you got to remember they don't count many of the Aussies in there. They don't count Gino or um, that at the moment. Look, club. How many members have you had? Does it say? Because that'd be interesting. I don't think it has it listed here anywhere. Bugger. No, I haven't got quite that big yet. (laughs) Could you imagine? You know what?
1: I'm trying to see if there's anyone surprising in NWO Japan because I'm not that familiar with NWO Japan.
0: You know what You know what the rogue army really needs? Who? They should bring over... Oh, what's his name? Yujiro... Oh, no, he's in House of H- Torture. I was going to say, you should bring over Yujiro Takahashi and Peter. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Yeah.
1: Um, interesting fact here. There was a member of NWO Japan called Big Titan... And and he was the guy that played fake razor Ramon on WWF. So both so both real Scott Hall and fake Scott Hall did tours for NWO Japan. <laughs>
0: That's um, so weird. Yep. Uh that is, yeah, that is, w- actually, yeah, because we talked about a match that Scott Hall did whilst he was in Japan.
1: Oh, the Tanahashi one?
0: Yeah. Yeah, fucking amazing. Big Titan. Faith Razor. What did this guy actually go to do after 99, after he left NWA Japan?
1: Um. Yeah. I know that he actually had a decent career in Japan. Yeah. Um he did a fair bit like before he was Fake Razor in FMW and he did some stuff in um Wrestle and Romance WAR which was where Jericho sort of made a name for himself in Japan. Um yeah, that's right. He had a he did a fair bit in Puerto Rico as well.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You could have Razor Ramon and Razor Rick, is one of these yeah. names he went under here. So you could have the two razors. as a oh team. God. Imagine oh. that in Fugs.
1: <laughs> That'd be sick.
0: <laughs> there you go. You, you
1: no. chuck J. Chuck J. White in there as well, just to chuck a switchblade amongst the razors. Oh, um, my
0: God, you could call their stable, the Razor Blades. Oh, so good. Make their logo, like, 2007 ECW WWE logo.
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect, <laughs>
0: perfect. Actually, isn't that, like, Razor's legacy logo they did for him? Yeah, yep. I don't know. Oh, no, they did it when, he, um, when they used to do Raw with the light shining down on the canvas with the logos.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, they never up bring that back, by the way. That was so cool. I that's, love
0: that shit. That's better than the augmented reality of Roman going, ooh, ah.
1: <laughs> Fuck, I hate that shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about the Charlotte one, how it's diamonds falling from the sky?
1: Oh, man, the Oscar one used to annoy me too, where it was just, like, all these floating masks, um... Or the Becky one where it's just her, like, with her sunglasses on.
0: Yeah, big time Bex. Yeah. Um,
1: um But, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered oh everything. Oh, my God.
0: This guy was in an episode of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. Hang on.
1: There was a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show.
0: Also, yes.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. I loved the It had the movie. three
0: seasons on the Disney Channel. In America. Shit. Yeah, there you go. Don't know why it needed a TV show, but uh, sure, why not? And it's got three movies. Uh, Oh, well. it's Actually, that whole thing sort of come back full circle now with that game. What is it? Um, There's a game Grounded that's a multiplayer game where you basically play as small people in a garden defending yourself against bugs and then there's the co-op game that's called It's Ta- uh, It Takes Two where you sort of go around your house trying to get your kids attention to turn you back full size. Yeah. Oh well, I think that's enough of everything that we've talked about today. Uh, anything big coming up in the world of wrestling next week? Uh, where are we? We'll go 2023 20, in... Yeah. Oh what's Tony Khan's announcement gonna to be tomorrow?
1: Do you He's think? Having an announcement?
0: Yeah, didn't you see the uh social media? And a big announcement by Tony Khan tomorrow on next week's Dynamite. Oh Jesus. I don't know. Maybe do he'll I actually trust it? maybe he'll actually tell the viewing audience that uh that uh, Ring of Honor's getting its own show so they don't have to watch Ring of Honor on AEW anymore.
1: Yeah, that'd be good.
0: Uh, so, coming up, Impact's got their No Surrender pay per view on Impact Plus. Uh, New Japan's got Fantastic Mania this week, right. running from the 22nd to the 28th. No Surrender's on the 24th. Uh, just having a quick look down. NWA and AAA have The World Is a, is a Vampire. NWA versus AAA event during the Billy Corgan Smashing Pumpkins tour from Mexico City on the 4th. Um, That's another thing. Have you seen Billy Corgan's tour of Australia, how he's got uh, NWA yeah. versus whatever it is? Yeah, I saw that.
1: Um, yeah, so I think like the intermission show is the wrestling. Which yeah. is... Th- that is just... I feel bad for the wrestlers having to wrestle on that. Because people, uh, people are going to want to see Smashing Pumpkins, not a wrestling show. And there's going to be a lot of people that do not want to fucking watch wrestling.
0: Yeah, presented in partnership with the Wrestling Alliance of Australia. Never fucking heard of it before. Yeah, it's a fake promotion created by Billy Corgan to have a bunch of freelance Aussie wrestlers take on NWA people right yeah i mean sure let's see what happens oh my well
1: uh, maybe maybe going
0: bravi island hotel what the fuck dollar rat yeah okay i just thought yeah. smashing pumpkins was still pretty huge to the to the point you know they'd be just touring the big cities I guess not. <laughs> um, would you go to this? Because this is this is a weird mix of, hey, we've got music like Jane's Addiction and Smashing Pumpkins and other bands, but we've also got wrestling with NWA people, including NWA world champ Tyrus, probably. Uh, gross. I'm just trying to see dates for this uh 15th of april through to the 30th of april so if i go down to april april oh my gosh they've got it listed here in the freaking uh 2023 in pro wrestling so i don't know if they're going to be taped or not that'd be weird uh first event is wongong i'm just trying to think who the hell are you going to get from wongong that is so weird to me that NWA is doing this. Would you go? Would you rather go to this, or would you rather go to what WSW is doing with their Tron-looking promotional advertisement they launched today?
1: Um, I, I would never. I wouldn't be interested in going to either.
0: Okay, and with that, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, How's uh, everything going with you and where could good people find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at use Alex. Check us out at WrestleAllStyle with an A-U-S uh, on Instagram Twitter. Search us up on Facebook. Oddstyle, you can find Chris at... at...
0: I'm Chris Funder. You can go back listen to the Wrestling Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, the week... Uh, what is it? Or using the RSS feed from the show notes below for your podcast choice, including Apple. Nothing left so to say but day and we'll speak to you next time.
1: Yeah, fuck. Chono, man.
0: Fucking Chono. <laughs> you know, with the name The World is a Vampire, this tour better have Grand Grel on it. Fuck, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta have Gangrell, you gotta have a first blood match, you gotta have a coffin match.
1: Oh, obviously, yeah.
0: And then Vampiro,
1: talk- Vampiro, oh. come on.
0: Yes, Dark Carnival. Yes. Can uh, Abyss still come out and do some shows?
1: (laughs) Oh, Abyss would be great. Um, What's Shelley Martinez up to? She played a vampire. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, Where's Kevin Thorne? (laughs) Oh,
0: fuck. I forgot about Kevin Thorne. Uh, Okay, yeah, probably not going to go see this. Uh, Have fun, Billy Corgan. (laughs) (laughs) he's not listening let's be
1: real and no one's watching his product either so (laughs) yeah turnabout is fair play yes